The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and boy, do we have a topic today, Faith That Sustains You. Uh, The topic says it all, my friend, and we're going to hear from a nurse who has worked in the field and who is now a patient herself who talks about her faith and how she's learned how faith works by walking and working with other patients that she has served. Think about that. A nurse who has worked in the field now finds herself the patient. Yeah, she's on the other side of the table now, and she's got to put into practice what she has basically suggested to others over this long period of time, and she's utilizing every one of those principles. We're going to learn from our guest here today in just a moment. Faith is our theme, faith that sustains you, and you have your Bible open again here, Percy. And I have the great faith scripture of all faith scriptures, Hebrews 11 and one. Oh boy. Now, not tomorrow, not next week, not yesterday, but now faith is confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Now faith is, and we need to be mindful of the fact that the faith of God is present and available to us right now. We often say at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But for those who choose to follow their faith while they go on a cancer journey, it means a lot, doesn't it? And and should be honored and respected and supported because that's the bigger point. We need to, in our institutions of medicine and science, be sensitive, mindful, and respectful of people's spiritual practices or lack thereof. But when someone expresses the fact that faith is important to them, they should be supported and they should have the right to have someone walk alongside them and allow their faith to be part of their experience. Before we meet today's guest and learn from her, uh, you have written something called Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. Now, tell me what this is all about. Again, uh, it's not intended to be exhaustive, as we say with all disclaimers or any information that we have here, but to make aware of some simple principles and ideas for people to be conscious of with regard to the spiritual needs of people as they are talking with them and as they are walking with individuals who are going through a process of sickness and disease. They have unique spiritual needs that we should be uh, addressing and being cognizant of. Yes, and you can download this free resource right now at our website. You don't have to wait for anyone to send it to you. Just go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and download Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. This would be a great resource for you to have as you reach out in compassion to those and help build their faith during their cancer journey. Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And do me a favor, while you're at the website, subscribe to the podcast, this podcast as well. You can do that at healthhopeandinspiration.com or at iTunes or using your favorite podcast app. Just uh, log on, subscribe, and then take the program with you and listen whenever it's convenient for you in the car, at the gym, or wherever. Well, let me remind you that if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, I hope you will consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. 
Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. And you can do that by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, here with today's guest is our host, Percy McRae. Well, with me today is a dear friend and colleague of mine, Pat Dillo, who is a nurse at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, been there a long time, but also is now a current leukemia cancer patient. And so we've never had uh, someone who's actually worked at the organization who's also a patient being treated on the show. So welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, my dear. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. It's good to see you. You're looking well. Thank you. Let's talk about your journey as a cancer patient, but as someone who's worked in the, the field as a nurse, you've served cancer patients for many years, and now you're on the other side of the table as a treating patient. Let's first talk about um, the day that you were diagnosed and what was going on in your mind and what you felt. The day I was diagnosed and I found out that I officially had cancer was actually a relief for me. I knew something was wrong for years, and to finally find out what was wrong, it was like, okay, now I can move forward, I can handle this, thank you, Lord, for finally finding out for me, Mm -hmm. and let's just move forward, take the bulls by the horns, and here we go. And without going into a lot of the technical uh, pathway of how you found out, it was through a series of different tests and, you know, kind of false starts and stops and, and by a process of elimination, you, you figured out that you had leukemia. Yes, yes. Went from doctor to doctor. Um, mine didn't present as a normal way. And because of that, I can't fault any doctor that didn't catch it because it did not present as the normal way. But it was a doctor that did monthly labs. And then I finally put two and two together. And so you, you're, you're told that you have cancer. You, you're relieved because you, you know mm-hmm. something is not as it should be. And as the old adage goes, no one knows their body better than, than that person who's living in that body. And you knew something was, was off here. You're, you're now uh, driving down the path of, of being a cancer patient after serving so many cancer patients for so long. What is that like, Pat? Yeah, I've thought about this a lot. Um, I have gained so much from my patients. My patients have taught me um, everything about faith, about um, just being a survivor, about taking day to day. I've seen it all. And that really has driven me. Before I go in to see a patient, I always say a little prayer. Okay. Please guide me. Uh, Let me serve my patient as being. And now when I go in to see my oncologist, it's please guide my oncologist. And please, whatever news I'm going to get, let's just take that news and let's just move on. And you've been a nurse how long now? 40 years. 40 years. But I'm 29. Just Yeah, I was going to say, just a, <laughs> just a little while. Haven't been doing this. You need to get a career path, yeah, why I know, don't you? I know. Okay? <laughs> you know, you learn so much from cancer patients. They, they've taught me so many things. I'm a different human being. I'm a different man. I'm a different type of minister because of what I've learned at the bedside from cancer patients. And now you're, you're on that side of the table and you're asking God to help lead and guide your oncologist and, and instruct him and direct him. Why, why is your faith important to you, and, and how does it impact and help you? 
everybody has a different religion, a different spirituality. Yep. Um, I call my Catholic faith the quiet faith. Okay. My faith is my place I can go to and be at peace. Be at peace, get my strength. Just that it's just that I can trust. One of our cancer fighters puts in a devotional every day. And that draws me every day. Mm. And I take that devotional and I take that and I apply it to my day. I so, think you have to have something, whichever you whatever you say faith is. Right. You right. have something helps to guide you. And today's show is about your faith, about your journey, and it's about your experience. And so that that's that's where we're gonna stay very focused in that regard. You said that the value or the role of your faith for you is a place of, if I can use the term, solitude, peace, yes, quiet, yes. to steal the noise of, of, of all that is going around us. And in this current generation and day and age, I was listening to something on NPR just yesterday, and they were quoting the statistics of all of the different things that distracts us in the current uh, marketplace that we live in that, uh, that has led to stress, anxiety, uh, mental breakdown. We have to find a place of solitude. We got to get away. We got to find a, a way to kind of quiet that noise. You're saying your faith does that for you. My faith absolutely does that for me. Um, sometimes I'm having a tough day. I take some deep breaths. I ask the Lord to please guide me. I might have to step away for a minute before I walk into that room and get myself into that peaceful place, that place of solitude. Yeah. Working on both sides of the bed, mm-hmm. I've seen how the faith has impacted my patients. Yeah. And that has also made my faith stronger. And I want to go there because, again, 20 years, I believe you told me before we started that you've worked at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, uh, serving as a nurse uh, of the 40 that you've been functioning. I was going to ask how specifically if you could, and, and maybe you have a story or two without divulging the name or the particular details of a particular patient of some scenarios or incidents that have really impacted you that now really has shifted how you serve cancer patients now that you are a cancer patient. Do you have a story or a scenario or a situation that you may re- uh, share with us and replay for I'll us? I'll take this back to the 1980s. Okay. I actually did pediatric oncology back then. Wow. And I had a mother that the child was um, the child was passing away. Yeah. And I sat down with her on the couch while they were working on her child, and I just said to her, I said, let's pray. And I, th- I think it was the Lord's Prayer, I said, and we just held hands, and we were in that quiet moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do that for a lot of patients. Mm-hmm. If you pray out loud with them or if you just pray silently for them. Okay. She called me back months later and told me, how much that gave her peace and impacted her. And that has always stuck with me. Mm. Because sometimes you don't know, do you pray with them, do you not pray with them, do you share your story, do you not share your story, because everyone's different. Yeah, you have to be sensitive and respectful. So you sort of take their lead. But that one was very, that's probably the most outstanding one I've had. And for patients that I pre-op teach, um, when I'm done pre-op teaching them for surgery, I give them a big hug. And pre-op teaching would be for, specific. If they're going for a surgery, might have a colostomy or an ileostomy. Okay. So I might have to wear a pouch. I give them a big hug, and I always say, you know, I ask the Lord to surround the doctors and bless their hands and have the angels in the room protecting you. 
most patients are just very appreciative of that. But that's but that comes from the heart. I would I guess I'm going to well I think I know the answer to this, but obviously you are you are allowed to do that with your patients with freedom that you're not restricted on, you know, being able to do that with a patient if they're open and willing to to have a moment of prayer or a moment of silence. Right. You're you're allowed to do that within the framework of being a nurse every day where you work. Oh yes, absolutely. And I just had shoulder surgery two weeks ago and I had uh, Cindy came in and we had a moment of solitude and just a moment of quiet and I prayed and that to me just gave me peace. First time I've ever had surgery that I've come in not scared, had complete peace walking in the door. Mm-hmm. And that that meant a lot. I mean, I was because I was scared for the surgery. Sure. And that sure. just meant so much that the peace I had just really meant a lot. So today as we speak and sit right now, you are still currently treating for your leukemia. And uh, how are things going and how are you feeling and what is your, at least from where you sit, your, your prognosis? I feel great. I, each day, you just take the day as they come. My husband has taught me how to live each day. Everyone's path is different. Sure. And today I'm doing great. I, because cancer has changed in five years from when I was diagnosed to now, okay. I have come from that I would, there would never be a cure for mine to a possible stem cell transplant to now with the new chemos that are out, there might be a cure. So I am just so blessed. I, you know, ecstatic because who would have thought? Who would have thought? And it's interesting that you bring up the point because you've been in the field of oncology long enough to be able to see the progressive steps right. of advancement. The face of cancer has changed. I know exactly what my genomics are. The, the genetics, genetics of your disease. I know where my genetics are. So I can have precision medicine. Now they can treat so much further. So it's, it's more of a um, precision treating. It has to be thrilling and exciting to see that as a practitioner and now as a patient. Uh, In our closing minutes and seconds that we have, what's the one big aha that you have taken away from your 40 years in nursing, Mm -hmm. 20 years in oncology, and now as a treating cancer patient, what's the one big spiritual thing that you'd like to leave the audience with in our closing moments? People will take your lead. Um, They will take your lead of... uh, your quiet faith or whatever your faith is Mm -hmm. they will take your lead if you are upset they will take your lead of hey this is just what we do Mm. um and my family has taken my lead okay just to go back a little history cancer is very virulent in my family both grandparents both parents lost a sister to breast cancer about a year before i was diagnosed uh four out of six kids have cancer in my family Mm. so it's very virulent But you know what? You don't moan and groan on it. You take your faith. You ask the Lord to guide you. And they will follow. And your family will follow your lead. Pat Dillo, current leukemia cancer patient, also 40-year nurse and 20-year oncology nurse, talking about the power of her faith and her belief and what she has seen and experienced today. I salute you. I Thank thank you. And I commend you for your walk and continue to be a blessing to so many people. The best is still yet to come. Thank you. Love what I do. What a very special lady. Thanks for bringing her to us here today. 
Well, you know, she's one of my cancer family. I mean, after 20 plus years, I've gotten to work with and meet so many. And I know this lady very well. I've worked with her. And so just to hear her testimony, but now to hear her testimony, not as a nurse or a facilitator of health, but one who had to get on the other side of the table to receive support for her own illness was refreshing. And Pat had so much to say. Indeed. Well, I want to remind everyone listening that no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. But at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, they use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine and personalized care and spiritual support when desired. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or you can contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And while you're there at the webpage, why don't you go ahead and download the free resource, Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. It's available free of charge at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, what did you learn from talking to Pat today? Well, again, because Pat and I are friends and we've worked together uh, on the floor at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, the first thing that jumped out at me was that she had learned from her patients that she had supported for so many years, a total of 40 years in nursing and 20 years in oncology, was the fact that she learned from patients about the power of faith. And I thought it was interesting because one of the things that I have taken away, Wayne, of my own experience of, of really spending uh, enormous amount of time with family members and, and uh, patients is watching their faith work. You cannot uh, become intimate or work with this population and not have that affect you. Yeah, you have an interesting vantage point to see that. And, and, and I'm better because of that, because I often tell people that cancer patients are some of the most courageous, uh, unbelievable group of fighters you will ever meet. And when you actually have the opportunity to spend time in the trenches with individuals who are fighting, in many cases, day to day, week to week, and watch them utilize their faith, it challenges you when you're walking around and you're perfectly healthy and you're, you're complaining about it's cold outside or <laughs> you've got a bill due. And these folks are literally fighting for their lives and they're trusting God. They're honoring God. They're, they're rejoicing in the Lord. They've got uh, all types of things tied to their body and tubes and medication, it does bring you to a place of realization of, man, I need to get my spiritual act together. It, it impacts you. Yeah. And I heard her make that comment that she learned from her patients right. and watching how faith worked in their lives. And, and sometimes they need a reminder from us to know how much God loves them. Well, of course, at the end of the day, uh, you're struggling with the idea of where are you in the whole paradigm of the purpose of God, the plans of God, has God forgotten about me? That's part of the trip, unfortunately, because you are really being stretched and pushed uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And so spiritually, those types of things will run across your mind, and they need people who will be standing there to remind them that God loves them and that God cares yeah, about perhaps them. Perhaps we can be that person. And in many cases, we are being that person. 
person if we're willing to engage and be available. As I've often said, the greatest ability that one needs to support a cancer patient is availability. That's that's the real gift that we bring to the table. And then we can become uh, encouragers and individuals that will be allowed to go alongside them on the journey that they're taking. As you said, these are some of the most courageous people you've ever met. But at the same time, they need encouragement. They need to be reminded. They need support. They need to know that God is more powerful than the cancer they're facing. Well, again, cancer is not uh, a solo sport. This is a team sport. So, again, just like the concept of team sports, you need individuals that are rallying around you. Sometimes you're as an athlete, you play hurt. You get injured. You know, you need someone to pick you up. You need someone to carry you along. You need somebody to kind of patch you up mentally, emotionally, physically. So that's the principle that's at work here. They're going through a lot of different things that at some point they get tired, they get worn down, and they need a pick-me-up, someone that can say, listen, like Nike, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Let's do this thing. We can get through this, and we'll be here with you and get through this with you together. It's important. And many times it's not just the cancer patient, it's the cancer caregiver that needs that encouragement. We flip that, that paradigm around. So you have the cancer caregivers who are becoming exhausted and tired because it's a lot of work to care for cancer patients. They need insane fat someone that will pick them up, lift their spirits, encourage them, wipe the sweat from their brow, wipe the tears from their eyes and say, listen, we can do this. Let's give you a break. You know, take a moment to gather yourself, but we're going to come back and we're going to be here with you. And so understanding that entire uh, engagement and what is necessary in that interaction becomes critical and important. But we are in this together. This is a team sport, my friend. Our theme today is faith that sustains you. And that really is the antidote to fear. Well, it is because at the end of the day, the scripture helps to remind us that faith is something that allows us to believe in something that is not necessarily visible before us tangibly. We're expecting this. We're looking for that, but it's available to us in our hearts and in our minds, even though in the natural, it seems a little difficult or it may even seem impossible. So when we begin to tie, and that's why faith is the cornerstone of of, uh, exercising our spiritual belief. Uh, The scripture tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. Our faith is our ability to see that which doesn't stand before us as a possibility. It gives us a shoreline to swim toward. Yes, good idea. Yeah, It gives us something to shoot for. I like that image. And so we can't tell people to go to the other side of the shore if we don't give them a shoreline to look at. So it motivates and inspires and it keeps us moving in a direction of being hopeful that allows us to believe that tomorrow potentially can and will be a better day. And aren't you inspired by those who find the grace to trust that whatever the outcome, uh, there is com- whether there's complete recovery or not, God is in the story. And it's important to be able to help uh, individuals shape that narrative because it allows them to see God in the moment. Because this is not, again, an all or nothing proposition. Well, if this happens, then God was with me. But if that doesn't happen, then where was God? No. Every moment, every scenario, we help people to understand that God is part of that process and part of every step, which gives them the ability to celebrate, to have a sense of victory, and also not to feel defeated and deflated. That in the midst of whatever happens, good or bad, from our perspective, God is part of this entire process 
And that allows individuals to rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say, as the scripture says, <laughs> rejoice always at all times. It's a very important dynamic to be in the moment with a cancer patient. We had a great testimony today, didn't we, of faith that sustains you. We did. And we had a nurse who reminded us that when it was her turn, learning from her patients that her faith was going to keep her and she took it one day and is taking it one day at a time and one step at a time and that she's not allowing tomorrow or next week to bother her, but she is living in the moment of her scenario and she's encouraged by that by family, friends, and by the patients that she serves as well. One more time, I encourage you to go online to healthhopeandinspiration.com, four words, health hopeandinspiration.com mm-hmm. and download this free resource, Spiritual Needs of Cancer Patients. And also, don't forget, if you haven't done so already, to subscribe to our podcast and you'll receive it automatically. You won't have to worry about uh, is it there and available or not. It will be on your smartphone, your tablet, or your computer when you subscribe at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, you open today with that classic passage of scripture that talks about faith. Here we go. Hebrews 11 and 1. We're going to close strong. And again, I want to emphasize the first three words. Now faith is. It's important to understand that we have the faith of God right now today. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. We have the living faith of God available to us right here and right now now. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for listening. Thanks for your encouragement. Thanks for your support of health, hope, and inspiration from Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For Reverend Percy McCray, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, we'll see you next time. Love you to life and not to death. I'll see you on the other side. Health, Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.